And welcome back to another episode. How are we getting on, guys? Doing good. Chris is here. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? We're doing good, sir. Better you're here. Ireland, what's up? How y'all doing? I'm I'm excited to be uh to be with y'all in Ireland somewhat, you know, virtually. <laughs> yeah, in spirit. Um, Chris, for people who may not know you, how about you introduce yourself? Hey, everybody. My name is Chris J. Alex. I am a professional goofball. Um, I'm known, uh, I started off in the business as a stuntman. I did season one of Supergirl. I also did um, Captain America Civil War and, and, and some other things as well. Um, I've transitioned into voiceover, Quarrels uh, and One Punch Man, Strife and whatnot. And and now I'm venturing on to, to on-camera stuff. So that's that's kind of what I, uh, I put trajectory this far. And dude, like you know, they're not small things you've been in, like oh, One Punch Man, Steven Universe, uh, Call of Duty. What's yes, we got the last of us? Yes, yes. I know it's, it's such a small amount as well. Like, you throw <laughs> like, a bit in there, it's like, yeah, I was in that, whatever. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I've never played a single Call of Duty game. I've, I've been leaning to my brother's been all at um, he's been on my head. He's like, you gotta play. Um, but uh, it's kind of um. I've never realized how big the franchise is because I never played. But you know, everyone, I get, I get a lot of love from people every now and then, and they're like, "Yeah, uh, we enjoy your operator." So I'm, I'm thrilled, and I, I love to be a part of that world. I'm glad it, it, it's a great community. Um, they can have their moments. Absolutely, uh, <laughs> love it. You, you, you play the uh, the operator Mace. Yes, sir, I do. I play Mace. So. I guess t- that's, that's going to be the main one we'll have a chat about, but uh, tell us how you got into that role. Okay, so you know what? It's weird. Um, I actually, uh, I'm actually going to record this as well because I think it's kind of cool that uh, Go ahead. all the way in Ireland. And... <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. The world's getting smaller. There you um, go. It's better uh, that way. How I got is it's weird. I've always been on, I've worked for Call of Duty, I think about once a year, and it's you know, you tell if I guess if you if you don't work a puppet and a puppet show comes to town, you're gonna be you know you're gonna you're gonna work on the show. So uh, you know, uh, luckily I'm able to get into voiceover, which is you know kind of niche. A lot of the same guys all 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 the time, and you know I just auditioned for it. Honestly, I just auditioned, and uh, sometimes you don't know what you're going in for until you book it, and then you know it comes out years later, and then you know what you're on. But yeah, that's, I, there's just no story. I traditionally, I just, for it, I liked myself, and then I, I ended up further. It's awesome. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of the story for most actors when they get into a Call of Duty game is they don't even know it's a Call of Duty game yet. Um, I'm assuming that was the case for oh, you yeah. as well. I did not know. You I get to know which office is okay. I'm going in for this office, and it's you can guess to the like, okay, this is obviously Call of Duty. After I had been working for them a couple of because I'm also the um, Black Ops, I don't remember which one it was, but I'm actually yeah, the, uh, the voice in the sky that you hear. So <laughs> I bought that one. It was like, hey, we've got this really cool character that we just get, and, uh, and, and I did end up doing. Mace, but uh, then they showed me the character. I was like, oh, okay, he's really cool. And um, but you know, for the most part, um, you know, uh, when I got the call that you know I booked thing, I just kind of did into like a booth. And then, you know, long story short, 
you start doing the lines and then once you get in, you see the artwork and then the familiar faces are the same, you know, so and then you kind of know what it is. But yeah, that was, that's, that's that story. I wish I had something more exciting to tell you. You're like, no, I read lines and they, they liked my voice and I lucked out to get a cool guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad it worked out for you. It's, it's definitely a good one to get into. And because you have a character cemented in there, there's obviously the opportunity to come back at some point. Because uh, oh, yeah. it's kind of like Marvel in a way. If you, if you do have a role in one of those games, you probably have another eventually. Yeah, let's hope, man. Yeah, because it's definitely a lot of fun. You know? mm. Just I really like, uh, I just, like I said, I've never played it, but, you know, the character's also cool. And, you know, when you're in the booth and you're reading some of the lines, like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. That's cool. And then um, it's really weird because, you know, um, he's not like he's a part of a campaign or anything. And it's like um, a lot of the times when you're getting, you know, the story, just getting micro bits and pieces. You know, the first time I'm reading stuff for my operator is, is normally the first time I'm ever seeing it. And, you know, the director, we, we rely so much on the director to like, okay, well, this is the context in which it happened. This is kind of the thing that happened before and act. So you're like, you kind of just have to deduce all the information and make a choice in the moment. And then through the glory of, uh, of their expertise and then you know, their holistic knowledge of the story, they put it together in this awesome way. And then you get to hear it. Uh, and then it's like, wow, that, that, that came off really great. So a lot of the times I don't get to see the arcs in the whole thing. And it's even worse for me because I don't play games. So it's really hard for me to decipher, you know, you know, the trajectory and what happens with the character. But I just kind of like feel it in the moment. And then whatever I get through you guys is kind of like, oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and kind of uh, weird at the same time. How come you voice in so many? Oh, OK. How come you voice act in, in so many things, but you don't play them or you don't know much about that industry? Well, here's the thing. It's um, I have the type of a personality that if I like something, I do it a lot. There is no moderation with me. And the thing is, you know, it's we've gotten past the the thing. You know, we put in the cartridge and you play for 20 minutes, and you could possibly see like, no, these games are massively long and they're in depth. And yeah, the part of it is they're really cool. So uh, I'm a story type of guy, and I feel like you know, video games. You know, they're in the golden age of their storytelling. Like, it's, it's it's absolutely fantastic. So, just knowing my personality, I can't uh, play a lot of those games because I know I will literally get nothing done. Um, it's I kind of wear a lot of hats. So like right now, I'm in this weird space where you know I've pretty much done everything on on uh, in, in entertainment. And right now, I'm really focused on, you know, to be quite frank, you know, like I want to to uh, to transition into more mainstream, like with my face in it, more on camera. So, you know, uh, producing between producing my own stuff, like during the pandemic, we shot a whole movie, which is like two hours, okay. uh, and then we got to cut forty minutes up. So it's just like everything requires a massive amount of time. So it's just like, you know, between you know the the producing and the writing and the directing. And, you know, finding the money to, to do the thing. And not to mention, I kind of got to know my lines when we're, when we're acting. There's just so much that you have to do just to maintain a level of professionalism that I literally do not have time to play them. And if I did, then something would suffer. But I can watch something on Twitch and I get the story. Like, I can watch something on YouTube and, you know, just kind of watch it movie form because, you know, we have to watch movies. But to answer your question is it just it just requires too much time in order for me to 
to to participate in the way that I would like to. No, yeah, right. yeah. I see you as like a very competitive gamer when you get into it. Yeah, uh, so you say you'd be top of the ranks. I, I can I can see it already. <laughs> I play three games. I played I played Street Fighter. I play Killer Instinct and like old school like two D fighters. Like anything, I can just jump in and play like like uh, Capcom or SNK. I can just jump in twenty minutes, get my fix. Yeah, that's great. And then you know yeah. keep pushing. But those are the type of games I am. And um, are are you familiar with like some of the games you you you've done like their stories like say. The Last of Us, Stephen. So the first Last of Us, I I watched a lot of it on YouTube just because um, it's it's an amazing story. It's a great story. Not to mention, you know, um, uh, just the cast alone. You know, working with Troy Baker and Ashley, like they are really, really, really good. Um, they're just really good actors. Just really good storytelling. And you know, Neil is, you know, just the care that they put into it and the attention to detail. It was amazing. So. Just out of respect for uh, a, a film and good filmmaking, I watched a lot of it uh, on YouTube. Now, I did miss a lot of uh, this story through context because, like, you know, I didn't see any of the gameplay. And yeah, 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 yeah. No. But for, for the most part, you know, I, I saw as much of it as I can online. And just the, the way it opened was just like, oh, you know, oh, and you kind of see how, yeah, the way you see Joel. Uh, get thrust into you know how he came to be who he is it was just really it was, it was well done so yes i i definitely watch and pay attention when i can yeah uh, the last yeah. of us is a great game and what, what what about the controversy with the second one what did you think of it if you've seen anything about it i live in i kind of live in a vacuum guys uh, don't worry don't worry about it. i have no idea um only thing i know is that it, that we did it and it was done but what was what was the controversy like yeah like people didn't really like the i think there was a segment where you played as the villain of it for eight hours at one point and people didn't really like that or didn't sit well with them and people were kind of disappointed with the ending i don't know i haven't played the last of us two yet i just be, i played the first one because the first one's fucking great you know but I, I just heard so much negative stuff about the second one i was like do i want to you know it's like you know you gotta put up a lot of, i mean it's it, you gotta kind of invest a considerable amount of time so but, i mean that's an interesting take i would definitely watch it online um because i'm curious to see you know um how that story continued but yeah i haven't yeah. That, yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> yeah i know it's it just one people didn't end up liking the villain uh mm. did some dodgy stuff uh was brave to to do that actually you know yeah plays the you know make make the player plays the person you hate the most mm. <laughs> again like what you were saying chris like storytelling at, at some of its finest in video games yeah. uh you know try to make you understand someone that you're meant to hate blah 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 and I what think that, that's the most compelling villain. If you see, if you know that the person's a villain, but they're justified in their position, and it's just like, it's it. They make they pose a very hard argument. It's really interesting, uh, and I think those are some of the best villains ever. You know, like you know, like a like a Thanos or like a killer. I was about to bring up Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, like you know, the greatest virus in the world is is the human population. We make more trash, and we. We throw things off more than anything else, but you know who calls the human beings? So that's really interesting. That's kind of a really interesting take. You know, if there were less of you, then the rest of you could live better. So that's just kind of interesting. It's 
it's crazy to justify and it's fucking crazy to think about but if you think about it like this like oh it's 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 Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hey man, I see some people do stupid shit, and I'm like, hey, Thanos did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that guy had it had it spot on. That guy, I can understand that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just take this guy out. Yeah, this guy. We have too many of this guy. Yeah. What a problem. Oh god. Uh, Thanos had a point then. <laughs> Oh god, that's just a rough, rough thing to say. But uh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what was I going to say there? Um, we're working in a lot of, um, I guess, more of the animated stuff you've done. Um, do you find that in any way difficult? Because you know, it's it's kind of cartoony. It's not something that you could, or it's not like an experience you could relate to. Well, it's it's just a different um, it's a different medium, you know um. I feel like you know if you're if you're an actor, you kind of you kind of uh, you find the realm or you find the play the, uh, the the sandbox, right? And then they say, okay, look, they place you in the sandbox. These are the toys you play with. Okay, you got this thing here. You got this thing over here, and this is the situation. And build in these confines, and that's kind of what you do. You work to build whatever whatever sandbox you are. So you know. I don't think it's any more difficult to do theater as it is, you know, TV. Well, actually, that's a little bit different. I mean, they're just different animals in different disciplines, you know. Some would argue that, you know, theater is much more difficult because once the train pulls from the station, there is no cut. You, you go and then you go, you know. And, and I feel yeah. like it just, it just depends on the medium. I feel working in animation, um, it's just different. And I feel like if you take someone for film and TV and you just throw them into an animation without them having any prior animation, it takes some getting used to because they're different mediums. Uh, they both require a lot, a lot of discipline, but they're just different. Um, and luckily, I've been exposed to, to both of them long enough where I'm comfortable. There are things they take away from you as an actor, um, and you know, like, well, how do you, you know, how do you smile in animation, right? Like, they take away your facial features, they take away certain things. So it's just like well, how does that, how does that feeling sound when you're like, you just glee? So there's a different way of emoting and different toolbox that you have to use to get those things across. But um, I just think both require a lot of time in the medium to understand and create it. This is different. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That, make, that makes sense. Um, yeah, you're not getting as much as you would in, like if you're, if you're on set or even theater. Um, and you, you were saying at the start that you want to be yourself more on screen, like your, your face more, more so than the voice acting. And uh, I mean, what, what does that entail for you? Like, how, well, how, how's thing. that going to work? Well, here's the thing. Uh, well, it's, uh, you got to be in shape. That's that's different. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, doing animation, you know, I can I can come in and you know in a bathrobe and you know just do it from home even. Out. I can do it. I have been working from home, which has been fantastic. But you know, when you're on set, you know, you, you, it's, you have, you're embodying the character. So, you know, physical appearance is definitely going to be uh, a factor. And, you know, wardrobe and being in the elements, that's a whole nother thing. You know, when you're, you know, you're actually there in the space, you know, across opposite another actor. A lot of times in voiceover, just out of, um, you know, they've, where you can you, you you're in the room recording of an ensemble cast 
more likely than not, you know, you're kind of doing your thing in a vacuum. So, you know, you're opposite, you know, either vocal booth, if the vocal booth director, if he's, you know, nice enough to read you in, but for the most time, you're just kind of acting in a vacuum as opposed to having someone in front of you and, and, and taking the energy off the person, taking someone in, you know, yeah. I feel that's, that's definitely something different. And me getting more into that is just, well, there's two reasons. Just one, because, you know, I, I happen to like to work with a group of people. I like to collaborate. Um, I, love, I mean, now I love, but sometimes it's like, you're, you're fishing a ball, people outside of the roof and, you know, you just kind of doing your thing while people look and then they'll have a conversation and they're like, oh, that's cool, moving on. But as opposed yeah. to creating with other actors and people like that, I think that's really exciting for me. And um, and for vanity reasons too, man, I mean, I really want people to know the work that I do. Like I imagine you guys did so much research to figure out who I am. <laughs> and, you know, the average person that just consumes content, they're not gonna do that. You know, they're not gonna know uh, a lot of the work that I've done and I kind of, I, I really want people to know what I do. So yeah. that's kind of the instant benefit you get of being on camera is that people see you in there. People see there's there's much more of a footprint of your yeah. body. Mm. And yeah, it, it makes sense that it's easier with a person in front of you because you can you can bounce energy back. You can figure yeah. things out. You can be realer. But you know, you you're making an educated guess if you're just reading yeah. words on the script into a microphone. Yeah. Yeah, and then it's just like, you know, certain things that other actors do across, you know, like, um, you know, sometimes you'll pick things off, like, you know, if a yell, if a, if a, if an actor yells something at you, you would, you know, almost, uh, you know, you want to give back that energy, you take the ball and you bounce it back, you know, it's just like, it's just much more visceral, even just the, the little difference between us right now, like, if this had just been an auditory experience, right, no. uh, it's, it's much different than opposed to, you know, us being on camera, and I'm, I'm able to look in your face, and and I can see, you know, what you guys are doing. I can see you guys, you know, you've got the pops in the background. It's like, okay. And I can see, it's just, it's just different. It's yeah. just different. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think in fairness, Thomas has your bet in terms of the, the pops there. Um, yeah. That's some cool ones back there. I got, I got a lot of Marvel ones. I'm a big Marvel fan, you know? Huh. Yeah. I gotta work on my pop game, man. I got like one. Uh, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta get a couple more, man. I gotta get some, I gotta get some yeah. pops. Mm. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Who you got back? Who's your favorite? Actually, I keep my favorite right beside me, and I <laughs> and I and I do, do it for a reason. It's Vince Gilligan, creator of Breaking Bad, because I think he helped me write creatively for my college yeah. essays. Swear to God, it works. <laughs> Look, I'm a freaking genius when it comes to writing essays. He's like, get those pages in, get that page count up. You're like, yes. exactly. And then he threatens me with sending, you know. Walter White to my house to kill me, but you know it's it's fun. It's good. It's good time. It's good time. Yeah, a lot of pressure. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, how how have you found? Um, we'll we'll finish up now in a minute. But so far this year and with twenty twenty included, what's it been like as as an actor? Have you been able to work remotely, or has it been dif difficult? Here's the thing. I, I've been blessed enough to be able to work remotely. Um, right before COVID, I, I got a broadcast quality mic because I was um, I was doing some stuff for clients like, you know, Wingstop, Cheap, and I was working from home. And then uh, we got into a lockdown situation where I, luckily I had just the mic that was perfect. So I've been able to work from home. But on top of that, what, what I did was I kind of saw an opportunity. So 
I self-financed and produced my own film called Get the Girl. And, you know, during the lockdown, you know, just like you, my friend, I was like, okay, we got a window where we can, where we can do something. You know, actors are going to be locked down so I can essentially get, you know, next to cheap labor, if not free, um, for the next month. But we got to go now. So I wrote, the, I wrote the movie in a month. Um, you know, we started pre-production and we literally shot... Um, we literally shot as fast as we can and, and got it in the can. So um, it's it's definitely, uh, it can be nerve wracking to spend you know, bits of money trying to do your own thing during a worldwide pandemic when you're like, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna, I, am I gonna regret this? Uh, I don't know, let's just maybe throw a credit card, we'll look off a credit card, but um, it was definitely um, amazing to see everyone who wanted to be there, everyone who came out worked long hours and was just was so grateful to have a place to go and, and do their craft where it mattered. Yeah. And, uh, that was amazing to me. Uh, I'm glad it worked out for you, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, was, that was a risk though. That was, <laughs> I, I don't need to yeah. tell you, that was risky. Uh, yeah, I mean, still, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, of all the times to do it. Yeah, and it was really expensive. Well, just, just the logistics of, uh, you know, of there being a worldwide pandemic and then just working with the whole mass and sanitary issues. And, you know, it was, it was a very, it was very challenging to do that. But I feel that, you know, uh, in the words of uh, Jeff Goldblum, you know, uh, life finds a way, you know, art finds a way, you know, people find a way. And, and I was just really blessed to have a group of people that just were absolutely fantastic. And, yeah. and everyone gets to be there. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I like I like your perspective of, you know, he, we have, we have time, let let's use it wisely. Let's let's do something with it. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, obviously, have been kind of moping around or they've kind of been in a hard place because of COVID. But it there, there is opportunity there because if if you're stuck at home, nearly your entire day, maybe do something with it. Yeah, and, I mean, it's just you focus. I mean, you there's a lot you can do when it's like yeah. when you're focus to be still because especially i don't know what it's like living in ireland but in la it's just everyone lives at neck brace pace because the cost of living out here is so astronomically high it's we you don't know where your next check is going to come so everyone's just busy hustling you know looking for the next job you'll yeah, as a doctor you can be in one thing thinking about okay when this wraps what am i going to do now because i'll be dropped this so it's just like it's it's really it was really cool for everyone to just take that time to just be still and figure out what am I going to do? And I think it was very sobering for a lot of people. And depending on what you focus on, it could be either a very opportunity or a very, uh, very, you know, it just depends on who you are and what you focus on. Absolutely. Yeah. But um, I, Chris, I think we've taken up enough of your time today. So I thank you very much for getting on. Um, Dude, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Um, if anybody wants to follow me, just check me out. Chris J. Alex. Um, that's on everything. Chris is spelled J-I. C-H-R-S. J-I. A-L-E-X. Thank you so much. And do you guys have like a special sign-off that you guys do? Or Well, no, normally yeah. I say, where can people check you out? But you kind of bet me to it. <laughs> there you go. You, you made yeah. my job easier. Um, so thank you. And if, if people want to check you out, they know where to find you now. So if you got sure. this far in the in the podcast, fair play to you. 
And uh, I suppose take it handy and good luck. Top of the morning, lads and ladies. Support for the Off the Irish podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels, and you'll no longer need the look of the Irish with the ladies. Make every day feel like St. Patrick's Day for your balls with Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code IrishPod at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped and use code IrishPod. Use the right tools for the job and trim your pant potatoes.